It's about being nimble and adapting and not getting stuck in, well, this is the way we've always done it. And stepping back and saying, okay, what what opportunities are there? And, you know, I, I still see real estate investing as the biggest opportunity because of the different ways you can you can profit from it. What's going on, guys? This is the Passive Wealth Strategy Show, the show that will help you escape the Wall Street casino and build wealth on Main Street by investing in real estate. Today, our guest is Rich Fetke from the Real Wealth Network. And today, we're going over a few lessons that he's learned being a real estate investor since 1997 and also helping tens of thousands of people get started in their real estate investing careers, working with his wife, Kathy Fetke, who you may be familiar with from her famous show, The Real Wealth Network Podcast. Huge podcast, one of the first real estate investing podcasts out there. And today, Rich teaches us about a number of things. First off, we learn about how his cancer diagnosis over 20 years ago got him started down the path of real estate investing and looking to build financial independence. We then dig into his experience writing his new book, which just came out, The Wise Investor, which has a foreword written by the one and only Robert Kiyosaki. Very interesting. And then we dig into his biggest lessons from writing that and so much more. A lot of great ones in here. You're going to learn a lot. I'm your host, Taylor Lode. I'm a real estate investor, and I help busy people passively invest in commercial real estate, specifically in apartment building and self-storage syndications. If you're interested in learning more and potentially interested in investing with us on a future deal, just go to investwithtaylor.com, fill out the form, schedule a call with me, and I will look forward to speaking with you then. If you're an Apple Podcast user and you enjoy the show, please take a moment and leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars if you don't mind, guys. I appreciate that so, so much. That helps other people learn about the show because that helps us rank higher in the Apple Podcast ecosystem. And I'm always honest with you guys, that gives me a nice little warm and fuzzy feeling because I get to see that you're engaging with the content and you're escaping the Wall Street casino along with us. If you know anyone who could use a little bit more passive wealth in their lives, please share the show with them and bring them into the tribe. Without any further ado, once again, our guest today is Rich Fetke. Here we go. Rich, thank you for joining us today. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to go through your story, what led you to writing your book, and and so much more. For our listeners out there who don't know about you and your background, can you tell us about what you do in real estate and you know how you got started as a real estate investor? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it was um, really out of desperation <laughs> is what it was. Uh, it was 20 years ago. Um, I was very much involved in the coaching industry and the birth of the coaching industry, really, um, and had a thriving coaching practice. I a freshly signed book deal with Simon & Schuster. Uh, I was speaking all over the country. Everything seemed awesome. And then um, I noticed a small, small freckle on my on my temple and went in to get it checked. And I mean, I got freckles. I'm a ginger, you know, <laughs> so I didn't think it was a big deal, but it was like changing, you know. So anyway, it was uh, I was diagnosed with melanoma, which is the most advanced form of skin cancer and the most dangerous form of skin cancer. And um, after I had some surgeries to remove, remove it and the doctor uh, told me I should get a, C- a CT scan to make sure it hasn't spread. And that CT scan showed four masses in my liver. And then I had to wait a couple of weeks for an ultrasound and that showed four masses in my liver. So uh, sitting there, I still remember the day I was sitting in this chair across from my oncologist. And he said, you know, Rich, it looks like the melanoma has spread to your liver. You probably have about six months to live. 
And it was like rocked my world, you know, everything had been so good. And until that point, and then at the time I had a seven-year-old daughter, a three-year-old daughter. It's like, it just went through all that. Oh man, I'm not going to see them grow up. I'm not going to see my grandkids and any of this stuff. Um, but thankfully the doctor's diagnosis was wrong. Uh, they, the, I had a, a couple of weeks later, I got a PET scan, which is the most advanced scan for scanning for cancer. And the doctor said, I don't know what's going on. It's you're hundred percent cancer free. So they think it's hemangiomas, which we all have in our bodies. They're just little clusters of blood vessels. Sometimes you can see it on someone's skin, you know, a little red mark or something. But, um, he said, as our bodies form, um, these clusters of blood vessels can, can look like cancer. He, that's what he thinks. And, you know, that was 20 years ago. So obviously it was good. I'm cancer free today, super healthy and feeling great. But that had, uh, going through that, it was about two months of waiting for the different tests and not knowing it had my wife, Kathy, say, I need to figure out a way to make money if Rich dies because she was a stay-at-home mom. Um, she had a small like ho hobby radio show in San Francisco where she would interview people about personal development and coaching and things like that. So she rallied and she started to have people on her show and interview them uh, about finance. And she started to realize that the people who are the most successful in finance uh, were the real estate investors. So um, from that, that led us to learn more about real estate investing. We started to invest together and um, we just got hooked on it. We just really, we just, we went and um, we bought a bunch of single family properties in uh, Dallas area that were doing really well. And then we had friends and families saying like, how did you do it? And so Kathy and I decided to form a little group of investors and we thought we'd support each other. And we thought it'd be a couple hundred people. And today that's, uh, we're over 63,000 members at Real so, yeah, so that's the, the company we formed is called Real Wealth, and we help investors. We two, two, two things in that. We help investors uh, get into single family properties around the country from one to four units. Uh, and then we also syndicate for larger, mostly land development. Um, residential developments has been our main um, sweet spot for syndicating. Wow. Awesome. And that that diagnosis, I mean, that would rock your world. And thankfully, the doctor ended up being wrong. And here we are. So that's proof that he was wrong, but still you went through the, I guess the emotional process, right. And the, the life change of basically preparing to only have a few months left. And that, that got you started. And I, I guess in, in a way I want to fast forward to today and the, the book that you've recently written, that's coming out very soon, at least when this goes out, I believe the audio book or the, the Kindle version would have been released. Robert Kiyosaki wrote the foreword. So tell us all about it. Yeah, I'm really excited about this book. So like I said, I had a, a deal, a book deal with Simon & Schuster 20 years ago. I wrote a book called Extreme Success. Uh, and it was all about all everything I learned in coaching with my clients and kind of relating the success in life to um, adventure sports. I'm an adventure sport athlete. So um, it was in the X Games and stuff like that. So that's the crossover of extreme success, right? Um, but this book, 20 years later, I feel like I'm a little wiser and a little more experienced. And then going through what we went through and what we've built with real wealth and learning so much about investing. And, you know, I've got a lot of your listeners are familiar with my wife, Kathy Fetke. So um, yeah, there's some something in there around um, just all these lessons. And my I have my own coach that I talk to every week. And he has, he read my first book and he keeps sitting keep saying, or kept saying, when are you going to write your next book? And I was like, I, I've written my book, I'm done. You know? <laughs> and, but then um, we started doing story branding for our company. Um, 
which is Don Miller and story branding. He wrote a book called, you know, building a story brand. Uh, so about four years ago, about four and a half years ago, we started bringing story branding to our company and telling the story um, where the customer is the hero and we're just the guide and, and, and all that stuff. And I really got into this whole thing around storytelling and the hero's journey. And so that's what came up for me. It's like, I could tell a story. I would love to tell a story to communicate um, this philosophy about real wealth and what the way we see what real wealth really is, not just about making a lot of money. It's about having the money, but also the freedom to live life on your own terms, to be able to do what you want with, you know, with who you want to be with all that good stuff. And, and real estate investing has been huge for us around that. And so I wove those lessons into a story called the wise investor. So it's a modern parable. It's a modern parable that like happens nowadays. And it's about creating financial freedom and living your best life. So it's not just about how to make more money, which it's a big part of it, but this um, struggling family man is his name's Ryan Brooks. He's just kind of trapped in a cubicle. He has no time for his life, no time for his kids, no time for his wife. Um, he's not being his best self. And then he meets a wise mentor who guides him and shows him and teaches him about real estate investing, teaches him about how to be his best self and kind of carries over a lot of those, what I've learned from coaching clients over the last almost 20 years now, over 20 years um, into helping him be, become his best self. So I really wanted to create something inspiring and uh, educational at the same time, but really to, you know, for real estate investors, it's a little bit like uh, preaching to the choir. You know, I think, you know, <laughs> I, I had about 30 beta readers read through it and stuff. And they just, you know, everyone really loved the story and said, you know, I this needs to be taught in schools or this story needs to be shared in schools and everything. Um, but I also wrote it for like the Henry's, you know, the high earners, not rich yet people. And uh, so there are a lot of people out there who are so invested in the stock market or in just traditional ways of investing or they, they're making good money, they're making six figures, but their money's going right through their fingers and they're not putting some aside to invest. So it was really also to inspire that group of people to see a different way about growing wealth and creating passive income and cash flow uh, while at the same time living life on your own terms and being your best self. Awesome. I love it. And they say one of the best ways to learn something yourself is to teach it to someone else. Even if you feel you know it well, teaching it to someone else, you'll learn a lot. I would imagine that you know through writing this book and narrating the audiobook, which you also did, which is awesome, you probably learned quite a few things along the way that maybe you didn't realize you knew before or you just kind of discovered them. Is there anything like that that you picked up as you wrote the book? Oh man, you nailed it. You really nailed it because I didn't realize I would have that. You know, when I wrote my first book, it was it was very educational for me to really take and boil it out down this book. Um, the, the mentor is, I really see this mentor as, um, like my future self. Like if I, you know, if I'm wiser and more experienced and more successful in the future, this is the guy that I want to be. And so, um, as I wrote it, it really had me take a look, a real hard look at myself and be like, okay, what's, what's that gap between where I am and where he is. And in it, so there was that piece in it and it really, had me, it was about a year and a half of, of the writing process. And really it's taken the last 20 years of knowledge to, to really be able to write this book. Um, but it really had me look at how am I being, how am I showing up? And if I'm going to be, you know, I don't want to be one of those 
those guys who's like, you know, take my advice because I'm not using it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like I want to really utilize it. So, um, so it had me really grow. Yeah, going through this process. And at the same time, it also had me really uh, go deeper with my knowledge about investing because um, I really I wanted to bring in these key lessons that are in so many great books um, that I've read and, you know, everything from rich dad to poor dad to um, um, some of like the, the wealth mindset books. I'm looking at my, they're up on my counter here. I have so many Um there's uh, some of Brandon Turner's books, um, so many, you know, all these going through and highlighting. It's like, what are, what are those key lessons? Uh, and also from our podcast, you know, Kathy said the real, the real well show since 2005 wow. as a podcast. And so all the success stories and everything in there, I wanted to weave some of the best of the best. So the, the characters are fictional in the story, but the lessons are the real deal. They came directly from people who are out there living it and breathing it. Nice. Awesome. And I see the books of uh, the bookshelf behind you. Also, I think i maybe see traction and a, some Tim Ferriss book. I'm not sure exactly which one it is, but I can. Yeah, kind of that one's, uh, that's that's uh, tools of Titans. Tools of Titans. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a bunch up there. And you know, another one that w- woven is uh, a, a book I love is called the superior man um, by David data. It's I think D E I D a, the superior man it's, or it's the way of the superior man. And it's all about how to show up as an amazing, um, partner with, with the person that you're with, you know? So it helped me become a much better husband, a better listener, but just more solid. And so I wove that into the story too. You, you know, you'll see this journey of Ryan Brooks in the beginning. He's not that connected with his wife and he does things behind her back and, and, and he's not super present with his kids. And he learns, I, I really want to weave in some of these lessons about being a superior man. So by the end of the journey, he's a, he's a, a better man overall. Nice. Awesome. So I, I guess I want to ask it a, in a concrete sense, what is something, maybe it's a daily behavior or something that, that you made a change in your life as a result of, you know, writing the book and, and learning these lessons, like what, what, what changes you make? That's a great question. Um, you know, one of the biggest ones is um, morning meditation and really stick into my morning ritual. I've always, I've always been good about it. Um, not the meditation. Uh, try that and you struggle with it and stuff. But now I'm on a now I'm on a streak where I'm like 230 days in a row. Where I haven't missed it. Um, and and so yeah, I started that early in writing this book, and that's been huge about having me be more present, be more aware, be more curious. Um, yeah, that, that's I think that's been a, a huge one daily practice. Um, and then one of the things that the mentor says to uh, the protagonist in this is um, play yourself fit because he's not in great shape that, you know, when he, the, this younger guy, when he meets the mentor, he's, he's overweight, he's not healthy, he's not eating well. And um, the mentor just guides him and he says, you know, most people don't like going to the gym and put people have a hard time doing it. So find a way to have fitness be fun and get out there and play and play yourself fit. So I really took that to heart as well. I've been decent at that in the past, but it, it kind of gave me the permission of that little gremlin that's just saying, you know, you got to keep working, keep working, get this done, get this done to be like, oh, no, wait a minute. I want to get, I want to get outside and play. And because of that, it's like just getting outside and playing more and go out rock climbing, go mountain biking, go surfing, all these things. Um, you know, it's had me get leaner and feel better. So, yeah. So those are some of the things I put into place. Awesome. That's great. And, you know, I think people, you know, with it, 
we get into real estate investing or whatever kind of investing we're doing, but we talk about real estate on this show to ultimately create freedom and, and time freedom in our lives. And we can do what we want to do. And I would imagine from the little bit that I know about you and, and Kathy and what you do that you're in a position that a lot of folks kind of, um, kind of envy or, or like pine for you have created a lot of that freedom. And I just wonder like, what keeps, what keeps you pushing forward? What keeps you looking to improve, you know, rather than go sit on a beach? I always ask people who could go sit on a beach. Why not go sit on a beach? Why, why be talking to me at, I think you're in California. So it's, you know, two 30 your time on a Monday. Why are you talking to me right now? <laughs> That's a really good point. Um, yeah, you know, it's Kathy and I've been talking about that lately because, you know, two years ago we built this house we're in and it's just like beyond our dreams, you know, and we had some pretty big dreams, you know, our, our theme of our wedding was dreams happen, you know, and that was 25 years ago. Um, and so we had some big, we've met in a, a goal setting personal development workshop and that's how I met Kathy. So we've definitely been into that. And we were just talking the other day about like, wow, we're here and we're beyond we're living it. You know, we have a new grandson and, and it's like our first grandchild. Nice. Congratulations. Our kids are doing amazing and everything. And uh, so for me, it's, it's knowing that the best way to, to create happiness in our lives is to always be getting better, to always be growing, developing, learning. So for me, it's this, it's like writing this book and the journey of the process of writing the book. Um, it's, it's all about just getting better and living my purpose. And I just, I love empowering people to live, to be their best selves. That's, you know, that's what I did as a coach. That was my first book. It was all about that. And so now it's like this perfect marriage of bringing uh, real estate investing and being your best self and living your best life together. So it's just, it fires me up. You know, when I, when I get the feedback from people who've read my book, when we get feedback, when Kathy and I interview people on um, doing real well stories, people who've, you know, followed through and doing it, it's just like, wow, a lot of this is because of the work that we've done. And so that's what, that's what drives me. Gotcha. I love that. Well, you're seeking fulfillment, I suppose, is, is if I'm interpreting that correctly, you're going after things that you enjoy. Once, once you get to a point where you're not trading hours for dollars and money's not so much the problem anymore, you're just focusing on things that bring you, bring you satisfaction and fulfillment and purpose. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you know, our, and uh, at real wealth, we, we donate 10% of our profits to charities that change the world. And we're, we're closing in on a million dollars donated now. Awesome. So just that and watching, like being able to fund, you know, Habitat for Humanity and Operation Smile and seeing these kids get cleft lip surgery and it just changes their lives and, um, and mentors international that we donate to. So yeah. And it's our whole team at Real Wealth is super fired up about that. It goes beyond, you know, helping people create real wealth. But I mean, we even have a real wealth assessment on our website where people can assess where they are in life and get a score on where they where their lives are as far as do they have the money and freedom and um, do they have investments that are cash flowing, all that stuff. And so we've set a goal. This is our new mission before it was to help 50,000 people create real wealth. And we did that by 2020, we got to like 53,000 members. And then this one, the new one, our new three-year mission is to have over 5,000 people declare that that we've helped them create real wealth um, by helping them score over 80% on this assessment. So yeah, it's cool to see the difference that you make. Yeah, more than just the bank account. Bank account's awesome. I mean, it's great. <laughs> great making a lot of money. I love it. And it's a lot better than when I wasn't. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I hate to do kind of a, a, a hard shift, but I'd be, I feel I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up the the state of the market today, the real estate investing market and where we stand also with your, you know, long-term perspective on real estate investing. And you're you're dealing with all of these investors who are investing all around the country in these deals. I just want to dig into your thoughts about where things stand. The market is super competitive. Interest rates are on the way up. And I think people feel like they're having a hard time finding deals, if you will. So what are your thoughts on where we stand today, especially from a real estate investing standpoint? Yeah. I mean, it's it's more than just a feeling, right? It's the real deal. It's, yeah. it's really hard to find deals and hard to make acquisitions. And uh, it's so competitive and in all the different niches of real estate, you know what I mean? It's like, I have good friends who are in self-storage and multifamily and single family. And it's like, it's, it's, None of them are not being affected right now. It's everything. And, and investors are scared. And they're like, the, the biggest question we get is what's going to happen? What's next? You know, is there going to be a crash and all that? So, um, and I, it's like, you know, this is what Kathy's expertise is and focuses with market cycles and seeing where we are with the economy and what's happening with lending rates and everything. It, it's all about being nimble is what it comes down to really. It's, um, you know, even though interest rates, I know like investment property interest rates are probably about 6.5 right now, six and a half percent, which people are like, oh my God, they're so high. It's crazy. But, you know, Kathy and I have been doing this, you know, when interest rates are a lot higher. And, you know, we have members in our network who've been doing it when investment, when uh, interest rates were 15, 16%, you know, buying properties. And it's like, why did you, why would you take a, why would you have a loan at 15%? And their answer is always, because that's all there was, you know? So, you, you know, that's the way you got to make it work. So anyway, I, I, I do see a cooling off, no doubt about it. I mean, we're already starting to see a cooling off um, slowly. It's happening slowly. That's what I love about real estate, slow moving vehicle. <laughs> it's not like stocks and things like that. Um, so, you know, I love that piece about it, but it really is about being, it's about being nimble and adapting and not getting stuck in, well, this is the way we've always done it and stepping back and saying, okay, what, what opportunities are there? And, you know, I, I still see real estate investing as the biggest opportunity because the different ways you can, you can profit from it. You know, it's like, I know cash flow is not great right now, but appreciation still is really solid, you know, but then it's like the depreciation write-offs and all. So, you know, it's still my favorite. Okay. So would you, to go back to the, the Henry's, the aforementioned Henry's high earning, not rich yet. Do you see that there still is opportunity in real estate investing to reach, you know, quote rich or, or financial independence? I, I assume you still think it's there, but what are your thoughts on, on the opportunity there for today, for the busy professional who's stuck in a cubicle, much like the character in your story? How to find yeah, the opportunity? That's a really, that's a really good question. And so true. Um, everything comes in cycles as we know. Right. So, um, it, it's going to change. It changed, you know, it, it was different in 2000. Um, when you're not 1997 is when Kathy and I got into real estate investing, you know, as far as buying our first property. And then we house hacked and we turned the lower level into two rentals. And we even at one point converted our master be bedroom with an outside entrance into its own rental. So we were kind of house hacking. We were on the early days, 
Um, and then we saw what happened from 97. We saw value of real estate just go up and up. And our, our home up in the Bay, San Francisco Bay Area was going up $100,000 a year. So we were just blown away. And then 2008 happened. And so then we saw the opportunities that came from that. And huge opportunities came after 2008. And it was a huge part of our business. And so, so I think just in the cycle thing, it's those Henry's you're talking about that have only been, you know, focused on this is, this is what investment, you know, maxing out my 401k that's investing for me. And that's great. I think it's really important. And it's like their biggest opportunity right now, if they're just getting into it is educating themselves and learning, learning about how to do this and taking action. And what I mean by taking action is it's like, just get into that first investment. Even if it's a, a, a little tiny single family, you know, cool. Maybe it's, you know, investing in a syndication, really learning about syndicating and investing in multifamily. Maybe it's something like that. So it's, but learning about it, learning everything you can about real estate investing and the different areas of real estate investing. Uh, that's, that's the advice I would give because you will not, you know, you'll won't regret it, you know, in a year or two years, three years when things have changed and things are different and there's going to be a new uh, investment focused to, to put your focus on, you'll be ready to go. Nice. Nice. I love that. Right now, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsor. The first step to growing your wealth is tracking your wealth, income, spending, and everything else about your finances. You can start tracking your wealth for free and Get six free months of wealth advisory with personal capital by going to escapingwallstreet.com and using our link. Create your free account today and automate the way you track your money. Personal capital is my preferred way to track my finances, and now we're making that available for listeners. Terms and conditions apply. See the personal capital website for details. Once again, to get the offer, go to escapingwallstreet.com and use our link. Back to the show. All right, Rich, I've got three questions. I ask every guest on the show. Are you ready? I am. <laughs> Great. First one, what is the best investment you ever made other than in your education? Other than in the education. It's good. I like that qualifier. Because <laughs> yep, yep, that's where I'd go. Um, best investment I would say that Kathy and I have ever done was one of our syndications. Um, we partnered up with a developer with 40 years of experience, and he had found this uh, place in Dublin, California, which is a right at the intersection of two major uh, freeways up there. And it was industrial and there was like warehouses on there and all. He got it re-entitled um, to be to, for residential. And we um, he came in, got all the entitlements done, took cleaned out all these um, buildings on there and got it all ready for that and then sold it to Pulte Homes so they could build homes on it. And investors and, and Kathy and me uh, got uh, almost a 40% return on our investment. Nice. So I think that was the, the biggest one, the opportunity of that. And so, you know, I mean, a huge lesson for me in that is partnering up with people with experience. Uh, I think that's a huge one. And that's, we couldn't have done that one on our own. And then being creative, you know, because um, when I say creative, one of the things that happened there, there, there was still in an office building with um, this company, Challenge Dairy. They make butter and things like that. They're a national company. And they had their warehouse there and their their company offices. And they're like, no, we don't want to move. Like, uh oh, <laughs> what are we going to do here? And, and we said, well, and they were like almost smack dab in the middle of where we wanted to develop these homes. So the developer worked with them and said, look, how about if we build a brand new corporate headquarters on the corner of this 
full lot. And that way the rest can be all residential. They have their own corporate headquarters. So we syndicated that. We raised the funds to build that. Investors also got a really good return. Challenge Dairy got a brand new corporate headquarters. And now we have a long-term lease because, because we own that property. So win, win, win all the way around. Nice. Nice. I like that. Looking for the opportunity and also just not stopping at that first big roadblock. Probably wasn't the first roadblock, but at that big roadblock and then looking for a solution. We had the best investment. Now we go to the other side of that coin, the worst investment. What is the worst investment you ever made? You're going to make me cry. (laughs) (laughs) Worst investment that comes to mind for me. We've had a couple for sure, but the worst one was um, we invested with a developer in Nicaragua and it wasn't um it wasn't anyone in our network it wasn't a syndication that we did um we were just you know referred to the same we went to Nicaragua we toured where they were going to build this development with a Jack Nicholas golf course and they wined and dined us and everything and after they were handing out a whole bunch of beers and the, the tour bus driving us around uh Kathy and I like you know what? We'll take two. <laughs> Sign up, made our, you know, put our deposit. I, I self-directed my IRA into that and we thought it was going to be great. And the developer skipped town, left Nicaragua, went back to Canada. All the investors lost all their money. It was millions and millions of dollars. Ooh. And so my self-directed IRA, that IRA that was supposed to be my retirement is now um, worth zero because of that. So that was, that was a bad one. So big lessons there. Wow. What year was that? When did that happen? That was, I would say 2010. Yeah. Right around, right around 2010. Yeah. Interesting. What would mm-hmm. you have done differently? Just uh, stick to what you know. What, what's the big lesson out of that? I guess is the question. Big lesson for me personally was don't invest out of country. Um, that was for me. The reason mm-hmm. why is because trying to get the money back and trying to take legal action was really hard. We had to have a Nicaraguan attorney um, which was expensive, you know, someone who would represent us over there who could also speak English and do all that. So that was a big one. Um, but the bigger lesson was the due diligence piece, you know, so often that, and so it was like, we didn't really do our due diligence on this developer. What had he built before? What he had, he completed, which was nothing. He was an amazing salesman. He put a lot of money, probably investor money into really nice marketing, um, package and all that. He had people from their tourism board there speaking, talking about how it was going to be an amazing development and all that stuff. So we just kind of too much trust. So trust, but verify. And we did not verify. Gotcha. Okay. Tough lesson. My favorite question here at the end of the show is what is the most important lesson you've learned in business and investing? The most important lesson in business and investing is and encapsulate in one simple thing. And I say this to our team all the time. The only thing more important than a great idea is the team that can see it through. Yeah. And so it's like, what, what I've seen is like, it's the people, you know, everything is people, you know, real estate investing, you think of it as properties, but what matters more is the people, the people who are managing the properties, operating the properties, doing the due diligence or rehabbing, whatever it might be. Uh, and with our business with real wealth, it's our team. We have about 20, 20 employees. And without them, there's no way we would be serving the amount of people we served and where we are financially and all that. So, so it's have an awesome team and have an awesome culture with core values that you stick to, you know, unwavering, you know, these are our core, we just fired someone because they weren't honoring our core values. So it's, 
it, that's huge. So the people. Awesome. Great lesson. Very, very important. Rich, I want to thank you for joining us today and sharing all these lessons with us. If folks want to reach out, if they want to get in touch with you, if they want to find your book, anything like that, where can they track you down? Um, let's see for our company is just really simple, real wealth, <laughs> realwealth.com. That's our company where we help people invest and, uh, and educate people. Thank you. And then, uh, for the book, um, you can go straight to the wise investor book, the wise Awesome. Well, thank you once again for joining us today to everybody out there. Thank you for tuning in. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a rating and review on Apple podcast, five stars. If you don't mind guys. I appreciate that so, so much. That helps other people learn about the show because that helps us rank higher in the Apple podcast ecosystem. We're not as highly ranked as the Real Wealth Network show, which is one of the early pioneers, 2005 podcast. That was like crazy first or second podcast out there. That's very, very impressive. Appreciate you guys leaving those reviews. No matter what podcast app you use, if you do enjoy the show, take a moment, look us up, hit the subscribe button. That way you'll get every new episode every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Right now, I hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll talk to you on the next one. Bye-bye.